What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Strange Familiars. If you've seen Bigfoot or another cryptid, we want to hear your story. If you've seen a ghost, a phantom, or had an experience with a poltergeist, we want to hear your story. If you've seen a UFO, an alien, anything strange, unusual, or paranormal, we want to hear your story. You can email us, strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com. How are you doing, Allison? Well, this is unusual because it's daylight. Yes, we usually usually record in the daytime because everyone mows constantly in the summertime. (laughs) Yes, it's not quiet around here. What's tonight's show about? Tonight is Through the Haunted Forest Part 2. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, you might want to go ahead and check that out first. Is this one of those coveted on-site? Oh, yes. (laughs) So we met Ken in Michaux Forest, and he took us to two locations. 
and told stories of his encounters there. And that's about where we left off. Then Ken, Chad, and I were in Harry Springs. And that's where this episode starts. Is it named after a man or is it named after fur? It's spelled H-A-I-R-Y. Oh, Harry Springs. Harry Springs, and we do not know why. We've been trying to figure out why it's called that. So this was my first time in Harry Springs. What followed was a whole series of strange adventures. I think every time we've been there, something has happened. Something weird has happened. Which isn't like, say, Site 7, we'll visit that. That's inconsistent. Yeah, we'll visit that five times and we'll get one show, maybe, out of that. This was, at least so far, Harry Springs. Every single time something weird has happened there. It's a very, very strange place. can be very foreboding. There will be more parts to this series, but they're not going to come in a row. In other words, part three isn't going to be next week. It'll be on down the line somewhere. TJ pointed out to me a synchronicity that didn't even occur to me. Harry Springs. Mm-hmm. We were there a week after Pandemonium, in which something, possibly Harry, left me a spring. Oh. Twisted into my uh, my paracord at the campsite there. So, but is there like a little bit of a like a little stream or something? That, there is a spring oh, there. Okay. Yeah, there's a spring. Well, it's it's a Creek by the time it's at Harry Springs, but I guess it's the spring. Could is, there be people with that last name? Harry? I'm sure that? there could. You that know, seems I'm, odd. Yeah, it's, but uh, there's an old iron furnace of it, like less than a mile away. Yeah, from of course. There. So, yeah, there's iron mines around there and so forth. Well, abandoned iron mines. In any case, let's go ahead and continue our adventure at Harry Springs through the Haunted Forest Part 2. Let's go ahead and play this next clip. So we decided just to go on a walk up the hall road. Kind of go ahead and just walk up the mountain. Yep. Yep. We'll go ahead and play that clip next. Oh, is that traffic I'm hearing? I might be traffic. Because if not, that was weird. Was it that little guttural again? Yeah. Oh, man, it's not traffic. So you told me you'd tell me about the golden haired. <laughs> Real quick before, before he does that, what's beyond the creek, beyond, beyond that? I it's got a mountain, this way. just more woods. Just more more woods. woods, and then yeah, once more you get woods for in. about a mile, and then there's a uh, cabin up off the road a little bit, and then from there, uh, another house, some more woods, and then farmland. Because I feel like I'm hearing something way out, mm-hmm. and I don't know exactly like a kind of like that scream we heard. A little lower in tone, but it seems like it's way out, If you go like out about, about four miles, there's 81. 
sometimes on a clear night, like if you don't have obstruction, mm-hmm. you can hear the tractor trailers on 81. Yeah, I don't think that was. But that's the, not what this is. Yeah, I don't think that's. Because that, that's a totally different sound. That's like a woo, 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 as I, they drive I, I do a, not one for, for doing Bigfoot hollers, but. Do you want to continue up the road or you want to? Sure, we can continue up the road. Uh, I was going to say without lights. <laughs> um, I'll Under try. The light, it's fine. If you stay in the. If you look for the light color, can you see the light color? Yeah. That's the bear road. If you need a light, that's okay. I'll do my best here. Alright, Tim, I just saw the red flat, red light again. As the road curves up around here. Yeah, there's definitely no towers up that way. Well, this was about this high. Yeah. Yeah. You see my hand? Yeah. 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 So six and a half, seven feet. In this direction, it's about, oh, I'd say ten miles worth of mountain. The the direction we're headed? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Across from this, across the creek, it goes straight up. There's another trail that goes up. Whoop. Whoop. Back up. I think I hit one of your vernier ponds. Yes, I did. Alright? Yeah, I'm good. That's why I wear waterproof boots. I think we better use light. Yeah. I didn't realize I it think this right, right, right side the right there might be better. Yeah. <laughs> you see? Yep. Nice. Okay. So what's the legend of the red of the lights leading you to swamps? Is there is that a true thing? I mean, there's all kinds of light legends. Mostly, they say don't follow them. <laughs> <laughs> Almost every folklore that ever has to do with the swamp says don't follow them, or with lights rather says don't follow them. Yeah, it's a little bit drier on this side. No, I'm just looking at the print. Okay, we good? Yeah. Okay. They were all people print. As I can tell, as in boots. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. Man, my full foot just disappeared into that yeah. water. <laughs> suck you right in. Did you hear that? I did not. Did you hear that, Ken? What was it? I did not. Real high pitch. There it was again. Yeah, now I do. All right, Chad, for once, you fell on the recording, and it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had some rain, and um, it was kind of swampy. And since we weren't using lights, I was walking along, and the next thing you know, my uh, foot disappears <laughs> into a, a mud pit, basically. <laughs> yeah, you went up about up to your knee. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Later on in, in the recording, this doesn't make the show, but later on in the recording as we're walking back, I dubbed it Chad Pond. I said, yeah, you're walking by. I said, watch out. <laughs> don't step in Chad Pond there. Yeah. So in that clip, uh, you say, did you hear that this time? Right. And what I caught was a very, very brief, I'm going to call it a whoop. I don't know what it is. Again, could be right. a natural animal. This is so brief. It's actually less than a second long. 
So I'll play it three times, but it's very quick. And, you know, that's the only thing I could pull out of the recording. It may not have even been what you heard, but this is, you know, what was on the recording. That was the closest you could get to it. Yeah, so let's go ahead and play that three times. Okay, so the next clip, we continue walking up the road and turn around and head back down. like a whistle scream. Yes, that's what I heard. You're hearing it? Yeah. Where are you hearing it from? Which direction? First time I heard it was from the direction where it's in the direction we're headed. Because I'm hearing one from that direction behind the kind of that one. Yes, that's what I heard. That's, yeah. This does level out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Once we get up in here, it, it, it gets pretty flat. That's not that. I came... Uh, muzzle loader hunting here, yeah. late late season muzzle loader, uh, December into January, and all I'll say is I was apprehensive about only having one shot. <laughs> Make it count. Yeah, exactly. I think what I advise people is, unless it's absolutely necessary, don't take that shot. Yeah. Wait till you see the weight of their eyes. I haven't heard it turn out well yet, honestly, when people shot him. Well, like I said, when I come up in here, I do, you know, the main reason I like to carry a pistol with me is because of bear. Yeah. But I always project that out, like, this isn't for you unless it has to be. Right. Hey, as we walk up through here, I've noticed the past 40, 50 feet, as we're walking... Listen right back behind us on the left hand side. Mm -hmm. You hearing it? By the creek? That's within 10 feet. Up. Are you 10 steps. Like what steps? Steps. What steps? 10 steps and stop, okay? Count them off. 10 steps and stop. You heard it? I didn't that time. I was hoping sometimes you can catch him if you. If everybody stops at once. Whistle's up ahead of us. What's that? There's a whistle up ahead of us. Yeah, when you were talking a little bit, a little bit back there, I heard something step on us. Yeah, it's they day, whatever it is, we've noticed is super clever when it comes to sound. Yeah. The, the recorder I left out at the cemetery at Pandemonium, you can hear something step as the insects get louder. Yeah. It, it moves with, it's crazy. Yeah. Now I'm not, you know, hey, maybe that's an animal, but if it's an animal, it's a clever one. I heard that. Did you hear that, Ken? Up in there? Down by the creek. I'm hearing stuff on both sides. Yeah, we'll yep, be aware. Yeah. Yep, yeah, me too. 
these woods up here are, are thinned out. Mm -hmm. So if you're up on the hill, you can see us. There's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, me and my light, I'm sure they can see us anyway. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to move out a little bit. Beyond it. Beyond the light? Well, this looks pretty... I'll turn it out for a bit. See how I do. One other thing I've noticed about this area is some days the deer are just everywhere. Other days it's like they were never here to come out. Hey, just a moment ago. Up in that one tree I saw. Just hear that. Saw a flash up in that one tree up yeah, there. Yeah, I just heard a scream. It's barely audible. It's farther away. Flashing movement or flashing light? Flashing light up in the top of that tree up there. It was like yellow. Uh, There's no plane or anything up there. Up there. Yeah, I just heard. Did you? Just a moment ago, I heard two of them. Back that so we're getting calls from both sides. Yeah, yeah. Pitch I one think and lower pitch one from over. We have one. been, I believe. Lower pitch that way. A higher pitch and a lower pitch one from okay. that direction. I heard the whistle up ahead, so it's like it's not down in the creek; it's in between because the creek's down a little ways. <laughs> Any campsites around here? The one that I had that I do know of that somebody has is along the creek and it's down more down there. Yeah, we already passed that a while back. Yeah. But further up here, no. No, no. camping. Okay. You get to the end of this road, it makes a round clearing, and then the one trail continues on after that. But the reason I'm asking is because what I keep thinking I'm hearing is like conversation, but it's just out of earshot mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. What I'm hearing is like a like a. Yeah, I heard that too. That's what I've been hearing. I heard that too, but I keep catching... That's the exact tone. It's a... I keep stopping and listening because I think it's like, is that people? Are there people? And I hear people? And it's just like a conversation. It's just out of earshot. Well, the trail that I sh where I stopped at the car and I said, is that Red's trail? It comes up around. It comes. It works its way down along the hill. It circles down around this hill. It goes up and circles around. Can I see that, is that water reflecting there? Is that... That's not just... Yeah. Oh, yeah it was. Okay. All right. <laughs> good call. Yeah. Good catch. Wasn't deep enough to uh, make a squishy sound. Right? Well, are we going to go to the quarry yet? There's an airplane there flying. Yep. So, if we're going to go to the quarry, I think for time's sake we should head back. Okay. All right. Because we can probe this another time. So actually, if you want, we can actually camp here. Up to you, man. I know a spot here. So... That's quite possible to be done. I think the quarry is going to be a really good spot, so. Yeah. Yep. Whoa, I think I'm going to come up on this side. On. Yeah, I think coming down, I'm going to. Get out and stick these away. Yeah, coming I down. I got swallowed by a hole. That was freaking weird, because where the red light was in that, was in that direction. In what direction? Where above the, the big mud pit I dropped into. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen lights here before, Ken? Yeah. Really red? Yeah.
You alright? What do you have? Something felt like something grabbed my pack, dude. You didn't grab my pack. No, he's he's rolling a cigarette. I'm doing this. Seriously, felt like something just All right. pulled down on my pack. Behind you. Let's do it this way. That's why I jumped around like that. You you don't have a light, right? This is one of the most intense experiences I've ever had, honestly. You can hear it happen. My pack got grabbed. I was wearing a pack. Yeah. Chad was in front. I was in the middle. And Ken was behind me. Now, if you can imagine, if you can picture in your head, a hand grabbing the material of your pack and closing to the point where you can feel in very quick succession, you can feel the straps tighten because, you know, it's gathering the material and then yanking down hard, like as hard as you can yanking in a downward motion. So I could, it's like I could feel the material gather because my, the straps tightened, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it was like it was like somebody literally grabbed your pack and pulled gra- down on. Grabbed a hold of the pack and then yanked down with the strength of a grown man, like that hard. I spun around and I was about to give Ken a piece of my mind because right. I, I've got MS and if I fall, it's a big deal. You know what I mean? Right, and, it is. And if he was messing with me, I was about to say like, "Don't do that. Like that's dangerous. I can get hurt." You know, but he was rolling a cigarette. Well, he was, I turned around. because He was six or eight feet back. He was rolling a cigarette. It it was not him. He was nowhere near me. He was was nowhere near you. He was nowhere near me. I think I was probably, what, a good three, four feet in front of you. Yeah, no, yeah. So (laughs) what do I think happened? Do I think a big hairy hand reached out of the bush, bushes, and grab my pack and yank down on it. N- no, I don't think so. I mean, you weren't, we weren't I, even close to the bushes. I mean, we were, I mean, we were walking along, but I mean, but still, yeah. that's, that's, that's a, so what, what was that? What was that? And the only thing I can come close to is when people are on ghost hunts, for instance, I've been on you know several ghost hunts in Gettysburg and stuff, and people will say they're pushed or they're poked or they're grabbed by something. And I never experienced that. And I always wondered if, you know, maybe they stumbled and they said, and they, they put it up to, you know, Oh, a ghost pushed me rather than just saying like, I stumbled, you know what I mean? Right. Or maybe, uh, you know, maybe something shifted in their pack or something and they assumed it was a ghost or something. I don't know. You know, I, it's not that I didn't believe them, but it's just that I thought like, that's something that maybe you wouldn't be certain about. I'm a hundred percent certain about this. Something, yeah. gra- something grabbed my pack and yanked down. <laughs> There's no other explanation I can come up with this. Now, again, don't think it was a hairy hand that reached out of the bush. I think whatever happened to me there is what happens to people when they're on these like ghost hunts and they talk about their legs being grabbed or being pushed, et cetera, et cetera. Right. 
Right. I mean, I heard you yell. I turned around. He's way back. Because my first thing is I thought maybe he... I thought he, I thought he was messing around and right. you know, I wasn't going to be like super mad, but I was going to say, look, don't like, don't do that to me. Like that's yeah. not, you know, and it not, wasn't him. It wasn't he was, Ken. No. Yeah. He's back there. Just, you know, Ken is really cool. Y- yeah. No, he, oh, hey, it's God. not in his care. It's not in his character. He wouldn't do no. that. I, but, I honestly, honestly don't think he would do that, but it, it, he was rolling a cigarette. He had both hands. Yeah. Cigarette, and he was six or eight feet back there. His, his arms aren't that long, you know, but the, but your eyes, man, the look on your face, like your eyes were as big as saucers. I, not, I'm not, never, with, not with, yeah, not with fear. It was mostly like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I don't know if it made the recording when we went up to site seven with John and Laura, but uh, Laura was getting, there were times where she was getting a little freaky because of, you know, the lights and stuff. And, and she'd heard all the stories about Site 7. And I think I told her at the time, I said, well, you know, as long as I've been doing this and all the time, nothing's ever touched me. And then I thought about it and I thought, well, okay, yeah, except at Harry Springs where something very much touched me. Well, at least touched yeah. my back. Yeah. Wow, that was... Sometimes when we're out there, it's so weird that you start to question the weirdness or are we somehow influencing each other? And then something will happen, like last time we were at Site 7 when we took John, who I know was fairly skeptical about those lights. Oh, he was very skeptical on the and, way in. <laughs> very. And, when, and I was glad he was. Then he sees him, and it's so confirming. Like, that moment, it's like, okay. Like I said on that episode, we're not crazy, and it's not just me and Chad seeing stuff. You know, it's not some kind of a mass uh, hallucination that, that only Chad and I are experiencing or something. Yeah, and, it, and it's not like we go out and we jump at every noise or sound. No, or, no. I, I always tell people for every sh- on-site show you hear, there's, you know, four or five visits where it's, you know, either nothing happens or nothing happens worth doing a show on. Correct. Uh, so this confirmed to me that there's something very strange going on here and it wasn't just us. Something grabbed my pack. I don't know how else to say it. Something grabbed my pack. You cannot tell me, no one can tell me otherwise, because something grabbed my pack and yanked down and almost pulled me to the ground with it. Oh, I believe you. Yeah. And, it, and it wasn't like you tripped, because... No, no. I would have heard if you stumbled. You didn't... St- it wasn't like you stumbled and you, and you leaned back or anything like that. No, 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 no. I could feel the straps on my pack tighten. You know, a split second before this happened, I felt them pull back first. Right. And then I felt it yanked down really, really intense. This place is, uh, it's, it's no joke. Harry's no, no, no joke. No, it's not. As we do more episodes and we tell more stories, you're going to find out it is no joke. Yeah. Boy, I can't wait to get to that night at Big Pond Furnace up there. when people. Get oh, yeah. There. I can't oh, wait to get to the daytime when we went in the daytime. Right. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> incredible, too. So in this next clip... It's really, really weird. We're talking about mind speak. We're getting back in your truck. You can hear us putting stuff away and so forth. At the end of the clip, 
you'll just hear me say, and it sounds like it comes out of nowhere. You'll hear me say, and it wasn't a reflection off the dashboard. And it was not a reflection off the dashboard. I didn't edit that. There's a whole section of missing time in the recording. What had happened was I was sitting in the car. I looked off in the woods. And for the first time of the night, I think you had seen the red lights multiple times. I think Ken had seen it at least once. Yeah. I hadn't seen them yet. And for the first time I saw it up in the trees and I had pointed out to you. And I remember we sat there for a little while to see if it came on again. We talked about it. That whole section is missing from the recording. Which is strange. I didn't edit it. I didn't hit pause. If you hit pause, you know, you have the same recorder. You have an updated version. If you hit pause, there's a little digital pause. You don't get a clean, just jump like that. It jumps into that. I don't know where that part of the recording is. It's weird that it's missing. I don't know if that means anything, but like I said, you have the same recorder. They're built like tanks. They don't fail. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Sometimes they pick up interference, but that's from cell phones. You know, the cell phone interference isn't the fault of the recorder. They, well, if it was cell phone interference, you would have heard something, too. Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's not what this was. You can hear cell phone interference on our other on-site shows. You can hear that right. kind of static burst that comes with cell phone interference. That's not this. It's just not there. It's not there. Yeah, I don't think I hit pause. Like I said, when you hit pause, there tends to be a little digital pause. There's a little, right. little section remember, where you can I see remember. it on the waveform. And this just goes right into that. And I remember us sitting there for a while too, talking about it. Because yeah. you're like, oh, oh, I finally see the light. You know, you were like, I see it too now. And I was like, yeah, yeah, they're right here. And you know, we were just trying to see if it would come on again. We, I mean, we were we sat there for a little while. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we weren't, you know, in a hurry. You know, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. weren't. So I don't know, but okay, let's go ahead and play that. And so just listen for that little bit at the end, where just out of nowhere, I say. It was not a reflection off the dashboard. There's a whole bit missing before that. I don't know where it went. I don't know if that's that's crazy indicative of anything, but we'll go ahead and play that now. Put a light on him. I'll put my light. You keep the light on. We'll put you in the middle. I'm all right. Well, I just I do have another flashlight, by the way. If you need one, Ken. I have a second one too. I got this one too. Alright, cool. At that point, when I stopped, I heard a noise down there again. No, a hundred percent. It felt like somebody just grabbed on my I, pack and I, pulled I down. On it. I believe you. That's new one to me. Did you just hear that one? No, I did not, man. Ooh. Now I heard that. Over there? Yeah. It's on the mountain above us. Yeah. You really didn't pull my pack. Just mess with me. All right. All. Okay. Alright, just checking. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. I have my hands busy. I'm just checking. holding my uh, walking stick underneath my arm, but it wasn't close enough for you to actually touch you. Sam, you just uh, walk where I walk. 
Yeah, I'm I'm good as, as long as I can see them. I should All be good. Right. Yep. Same direction again. Mm -hmm. Creek side. Off to our right. Yeah. There it is again. Ooh. Wow. What? I heard the little the holler. No, it sounded like a, a ooh, Yeah, ooh. like a gorilla. Like ooh, ooh. Yeah. Wow. Now. The only thing I know in these in the woods that can make that would be a barred owl. This seemed lower in tone. Well, I believe you. Yeah, but like, I'm just saying that's what we were hearing before, right? When at the other location, that was a horn, great oh, horned owl. owl. Okay, but a barred owl has a higher pitch uh, than a great no, horned this owl. Was, this was very low. Like, if that was ooh, low, ooh, like that, yeah, ooh, 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 like that. Hard for me to hear it in the water. Also, but I believe you. Right before we, like right before we stop, I believe you. Along with that, I thought I heard in the creek splash. Splash, mm -hmm. splash. One, two, three. Well, I heard a, I heard a, a like a, like a little higher. There's something here. It's definitely watching. How, how big is that creek? Wide? How wide? It's not that wide. Not wide. I keep hearing what sounds like conversation up in the woods there. Yep, yeah, that's what I. That's what I was hearing on the way up. It's exactly what I was hearing. And it's it's not the creek. It's not no, like it's harmonics coming off that. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's up on top of the. Room. Yep, I would agree. Well, I would agree. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. It's like someone going, ah, oh, no. you like talking. Pretty much hit the nail on the head there, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, Ken, this is an interesting area. Yeah, it is. Well, like I said, when I was here during the day, I had weird thoughts as I was coming down when I got <coughs> down near the creek. Mm -hmm. The trail gets strange down there. There was uh, quite a few times um, my main hunting spot up off of Hoggett's Head Road. Uh, I remember the one day last season, um, I was able to hunt, like legally able to hunt until like 5.15. Uh -huh. And about 4.30, so I still had about 45 minutes left to hunt. And it was almost like something in my mind being like, it is time for you to go home. It's like, get out of here. And what, like, is it human instinct that, call, that tall, you know, because I, I know the feeling. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, I've i yeah, been. That's a hard one to figure out. I've had I've, something literally force me to leave. Well, I mean, I've, I've spent. You know, almost two, three days a week hiking a hex hollow mm -hmm. all the time. All, like every week, it's just closest to my house, so I just go there all the time. The times that I've felt that, it was almost like something put that in my brain. Like, and, right? you need to go. Yeah, and that, and and I've been there like just that one day, and it was just like get out. Yeah, like get out. And it's so weird because whatever, you know. Well, the spot where that happened at Is that everything. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. the spot where that happened at, you could walk down in to the uh, to the bottom of the woods there, and you could just see deer trails, deer 
you know, deer droppings everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was always like one of those feelings like you've had your time to hunt, now it's ours. Huh. Get out. Yeah, what is what is that? You know what I mean? Like like the the impressions and I've often talked about like, well the impression I got was mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Like, is that what people are talking about when now, I know some people would literally claim to have mind speak. You know, they, yeah. things have talked to them in their head. Yeah. But maybe, maybe if you're less sensitive or something, does it does it take the form of, you know, to get out, time to leave? I, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, and it was not a reflection off the dashboard. Where was it? It was to the right. That way. Yep. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and this is the last bit. We kind of wind up with Ken. We'll just go ahead and play that here. All right, so we we were having a conversation in the car, and I, which I found really interesting. So, Ken, I'm going to have to have you come back on to tell some ghost stories because okay. you told a bunch of ghost encounters. But really I do, good ones. Yeah, really, really interesting stuff. So we'll have you back on, and we'll we'll talk ghosts and and maybe Gettysburg and stuff else. Okay, yeah, definitely. other stuff. But I did want to get your impression. So we talked about a lot of experiences in the woods, mm-hmm. right? With you know what may or may not have been Bigfoot. I mean, obviously when you saw him, probably was. The other times, something weird, you know, something strange. Yeah. And you're someone who's who's had a, a number of ghost encounters, and in fact, you you even said houses seem to be haunted when you live there yeah. and not haunted when you left. Yeah. Do you see any kind of connection between the fact that you, you're having multiple encounters with what may or may not be Bigfoot in the woods and you're also essentially haunting houses when you live there? I think so. Yeah, it's... I feel like a lightning rod some days. Yeah. And I think when you're talking with uh, about Bigfoot, I, I think it's it's almost like their attention is drawn to me. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it, it kills a lot of good hunts as far as when I go hunting for deer or even squirrel or anything like that. 
because a lot of times I'll get up into the woods to try to do some hunting and within an hour or two the woods just go quiet and there's nothing around anymore <laughs> um, so yeah it, it does feel like sometimes stuff is drawn to me like that to be I, I find it very interesting I find it that very very interesting I don't think it's a coincidence but you know again what do I know but it just it seems like there's too much to it to, mm-hmm. to be a coincidence yeah I, I feel like how are they related I don't know but yeah, it, 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 you know it seems like I don't know how to explain it yeah I don't think I'm anything special either like no no uh, and we were kind of talking about that with you know sort of people who claim to be psychic and then people we've met who seem to be legitimately psychic and stuff I don't think anybody has superpowers I think it's like me with illustration. I, I practice. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I have a certain amount of skill, I think, that, you know, gift, I guess they would call it. But I, most of it is just practice. I practice and I practice and I practice and I got better at it. Yeah. Uh, like any musical instrument. Yeah. You know, you, you, there's some people maybe born with some, with a more musical ear, but you, if, without practicing, you're not going to, you know. And I think some, I think in a way people practice that sometimes. You know, some people are more practiced at it. You said it's like a spark. And I think probably everybody has a spark. But some people shine brighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's it, funny you mentioned the practice because since, oh, I'd say since I was about 16 years old, you know, so almost well, a little over 20 years now, like when you talk about practicing, I've practiced brightening my spark mm-hmm. and opening my mind up more and opening myself up more to just what's around us. And now that, you know, we look, now that I look at it that way, it does make sense because it seems like the more I allow myself to be in tune, especially with the forest, like the forest is my, my escape from everything else. Um, you know, as much as I love my friends and my family, you know, my family especially understands I need my time in the woods. Oh, yeah. I just, I need to go out and I just need to be alone. I totally understand that. <laughs> and, uh... Totally understand that. You know, I mean, there's been times I I went out and just parked the truck and just fell asleep in the truck just to be in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find those times when I'm allowing myself to be more open because it's, it's not something that I really think that you can make yourself do like you can't focus so hard that you know you make a flower bloom you just let the flower bloom right you give it water and you let it bloom and i find that the more that i just let that bloom the more stuff that i experience and you know especially the past year or two i've really been focusing on just letting that spark shine as much as it could and just letting it become more powerful and Mm -hmm. be what it can be and I've really noticed a higher frequency of experiences especially with Bigfoot do you feel like the stuff ebbs and flows like where you go through periods where things seem to happen a bunch and then like where they slow down slow way down yeah um I do yeah I feel like very much the same. And I, the, the weird thing was, I was like, I, I mentioned that Jeremy from Texas called me last night, and he was mentioning the same thing. Like, because I said, man, around here until real recently, really until we went to Pandemonium, everything just felt kind of dead. 
like whenever I went out mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden like it, you know now I'm getting calls again people, witnesses are calling me I didn't get hardly any calls throughout the summer for you know for Bigfoot investigations now I'm hearing from people again people are calling me and uh, it seems like things picked up so it seems like they picked up for everyone which is really interesting so yeah. I wonder if there's a if it's a universal ebb and flow you know instead of a, a personal so one ju- just out of curiosity have you guys noticed like any you said ebbs and flows does any of that pickup have to do with changing of the seasons? As far as Bigfoot? Like, well, he said, like, he's right. getting more reports and all that. Have you noticed, like, anything like a changing of the seasons? I mean, I'm not seeing a physical sense, just, you know. Yeah. When I look at the seasons, I don't look at them as, like, oh, this is fall, this is winter. Like, I think of the fall as, like, the darkening. Mm-hmm. Because the light's changing. Things are changing. You know, the whole, there's a cycle. Do you feel like the change of the seasons makes things happen more, if that makes any sense, when when it's kind of your turn in that corner? Yeah, I think so, actually, now that you mention it. It's kind of it like... It just kind of popped the, in my head when you were saying it. The turn of winter into spring, I usually get a bunch of calls, and the turn of summer into fall. But, if you want to be practical about it, that's when people are, you know, the turn of winter into spring is where people are outside more. Mm-hmm. Correct. The turn of summer into fall, people are starting to go out and, and get in nature again more because it's not so ungodly hot like it has been. Now, I can say um, I do a lot of wood cutting through the winter. So, like, once deer season's over, I, you know, that's when I really start getting out cutting because it's just a lot easier to haul the wood out that time of year when you know especially when there's snow on the ground I can and get it's my, just not high <laughs> yeah um but to be honest that time of year like you know middle of winter i don't really have any experiences with them hmm. it, it it leads me on one sense to believe well maybe they migrate out of this area right the other thing is maybe they go into a form of brumation where like they you know go into like a semi-hibernating state where you know, if they live underground, as some people have suggested, maybe they just they stock up, you know, their dens or whatever they're staying in, and they just they don't really come out that much. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, it's I'm trying to think. I, yeah, again, I I definitely get less reports in the winter, but people are out less. You know, mm-hmm. people are, people are just out less. I thought about the migration thing. I always point to Delta which is in the south corner of York County, I get so many reports from there and all year round that mm-hmm. it makes me wonder, like, what, like, are they coming through there on a regular basis? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, like, I don't, I just, it's so hard to, the, well, the questions are so. Hex Hollow. Yeah. I mean, you get stuff there all the time. Yeah. I mean, nonstop. Yeah, I've had, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've never seen anything there, too. So am I dealing with some sort of spirit thing yeah. there and not yeah not uh, i don't know yeah it's, it's a big question i mean is it possible that like in the winter time that they might be headed to water sources that don't freeze over it's, it's completely possible i mean if it's an animal it's got a drink yeah you know i mean and like where we were at harry springs that that runs year-round no matter how cold it is that water keeps flowing, but when I'm cutting wood, I don't go all the way down into Harry Springs down in the middle of the valley there. Right. You know, I try to stick as close to the roads as I possibly can because it's 
just safer for me that way. Sure. Yeah. You know, driving well, on after, those roads. After tonight, I'll tell you, Chad, we have to come back and hike in there. Oh, can be done. Yeah. Not yeah. a problem. Yeah, that was very interesting tonight. Ken, thanks so much for your story. Hey, yes, thanks for your time. My pleasure. I look forward to being with you guys yeah. again. Awesome. Nice, nice to see you in the woods here. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I uh, got plenty more stories. To yeah, tell we'll, you guys. we'll have to do a ghost show because yeah. I, I, you definitely had some great stories that uh, as we were driving with ghost stuff. And maybe we can meet in Gettysburg and, and do a show on yeah, that. That'd be my pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. All, All right. right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. So, Chad, Ken says he wants to come back with us, maybe camp there. You know me. I've been I've been trying to get you to camp there for months. <laughs> <laughs> so, You've been trying to get me to camp anywhere for months. It's not yeah, uh, for yeah, lack of desire. It's, it's been lack of time. That's... Right, right. I mean, I, I barely had time. To, well, I got out a couple times, but I haven't camped in any, like, crazy places like Pandemonium or right this place yet <laughs> so we've been at harry springs multiple times yeah and yeah so we have more more coming <laughs> there's more coming this will be like i said a multi-part series we won't do all the parts in a row but as i get them edited we'll drop them i don't think it's the kind of thing it's not like the spring Hill jack series where it has to be done in order we can no. do them you know one at a time and have other episodes in between yeah, it's just, this place is just like so, it's, it's, you can't even explain it because it, it just does so many different things. Yeah. Yeah. And again, with, with the lights, again, with the the noises and then the, the weird playful gifting stuff. We'll get into that. Yeah. In and the other thing too. I've had visuals there of something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to say anything because I'll give it away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that night at, at the furnace, I think we were told in no uncertain terms, you guys go now. Yeah, and and that was the end of that night. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? There's so much more. And like I said, it's a public area. If you can find it, it's not the easiest thing to find. No, it's not. It's if you not. can find it and you want to go there, you know, be careful, be respectful. But if you have any weird experiences there, please share them with us because we're yes, kind of we're, we're collecting them, and we'd love to to have them for the show, or at least be able to talk about them on the show. Well, so. th- that and also it kind of verifies, you know, that it's more than just us, right? Exactly. If, if that exactly. makes any sense. Although, I mean, you know, Ken's been back separate from us since then. Yeah, he found I, a, a very convincing footprint in a very very interesting area. A single footprint, I might add, just one right. single footprint, which as you know, I'm writing this book or working on the second volume of this book, I can tell you that single footprints are very much a thing. He found one single footprint, very convincing in a very, very interesting area where we found some other really, really neat stuff. Yeah. So, so it's not just us. It's at least us and Ken. And, and the old guy Ken talked about on that recording too. Yeah. That's Harry Springs. Unlike Site 7, you guys, if you can find it, you can go there. Be respectful. Be nice. Be careful. Yeah. uh, Yeah, because it's it's pretty active. All right. So that's that. We will have much more, much more Harry Springs, much more Michaud, and many more shows about the haunted forest. All right. Thanks, Chad. Oh, not a problem, man. Anytime. 
if I run into any any uh, strange familiars fans, you know, and you see me out in the trails, you know, be sure to say hi. I don't mind talking to people. So. Awesome. Adopting a dog can be one of the best decisions you'll ever make in your life. But sometimes attempting to raise a dog can be a frustrating and overwhelming experience. And sometimes you need help. 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can give you that help. They teach a relationship-based approach to helping you and your dog become perfect for each other. They have online sources, video lessons. They have a secret Facebook group. And they also have one-on-one options. You can find them at sithappens.us. You look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. Let them help you understand how your dog thinks, which isn't how you think. I hope there's some difference. (laughs) (laughs) And they will help you apply proactive training methods so you and your puppy can become perfect for each other. 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy. Again, that's sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. If you like the on-site episodes, like this one, this month's patron episode is going to be an on-site show. Chad revisited Pandemonium on a solo trip. He took a recorder with him, and we talk about Chad's return to Pandemonium. And guess what he found? If you like the content we do, if you like Strange Familiars, and you want more Strange Familiars... You can become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Our patrons get full extra episodes of Strange Familiars. We do at least one every month. Sometimes we do more. And there are other levels of support there as well. If you go to patreon.com slash strangefamiliars, you can check it out there. And of course, as always, we want to thank our patrons. Without you guys, we could not do the show. So thank you very much, patrons. If you don't like the idea of a monthly subscription like Patreon, and you still want to help, you can go to strangefamiliars.com, look in the show notes under every episode, and there'll be a paypal.me link. You can use that to make a one-time donation. Everyone can help by sharing the show on social media, by liking and subscribing wherever you're listening, and by leaving us those nice five-star reviews, which helps get the show in front of new potential listeners. And thank everyone for doing that. I've seen some very, very nice reviews recently. Eric C. has made another PayPal donation. He does that fairly regularly. If it's not monthly, it's pretty close. So thank you so much, Eric. That's always a huge help. And now, we're going to go on to photo of the week. I wear a bandana often lately, like when we're working on the farm and stuff. Mm. It's a quick mask. I can pull it up, you know, when we're social distancing and so forth. You often call it my my jaunty look. Yes, he has a jaunty quality you don't often embody. (laughs) But this fellow in the picture, were you going to say he's jaunty? Uh, he's jaunty. He's definitely got a jaunty air. Yeah, he's he's very jaunty. He's uh, got a little hunting outfit on. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I'm going to say it's not unlike Chad. Yeah, this could be Chad with a dog and... Ch- Ch- if, it was, if he was wearing buffalo plaid and a different kind of hat. Yeah, this, he's wearing sort of like um, some spats. Yes, yes, they look like some kind of gaiters and... 
He has a rifle and some pelts and then a I'm not especially great with dog breeds, but I think that's some sort of spaniel. It looks like a spaniel, yes. Um, so it's the hunter and his dog. And it's German, or from a uh, German-speaking country. Uh, in pencil on the back, there's some German writing, and the only thing that I can make out is that it's from October of 1900. Good turn-of-the-century hunting image. Would that have been taken with something like a brownie camera? Uh, that's a slightly different format, but it was probably, I'm thinking because of the, the quality of it. I mean, it's not, it's a great image, but it doesn't look professional. Right. I, I'm thinking that it was an, like an amateur photographer. And especially because it's unmounted, you could buy mounts to put them on yourself, but you didn't have to. And I think the fact that it that it's not on a mount and it looks like maybe a slight blurriness on the left side, that it was probably just, um, you know, someone who was out on the hunt with him. Yeah. That's well, a very neat photo. And in Strange Familiars, we call that blurriness a ghost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is an ectoplasm at the at the lower left <laughs> corner of the picture. No, uh, it's a fantastic image of a hunter and his dog. What are we asking for that? Uh, for Strange Familiars, I'd say 15 is fine. $15 plus shipping. Mm-hmm. If you go to the show notes under this episode, you will find an image of this photo. You can click on that. It should take you right to our Etsy shop where you can purchase this. And there's a few other photos of the week that are left. Check them out. Also in the Etsy shop. Signed copies of Where the Footprints End. Signed copies of my other books. Strange Familiars t-shirts. Strange Familiar stickers and more. Check it all out. You can find the link in the show notes. If you're on Etsy, you just look for shop name. Lost Grave. That's one word. Lost Grave. At some point, we'll probably be changing that to Strange Familiars, too, to keep things consistent. Consistent, yeah. Consistent across all levels of our vast empire, (laughs) which is the two of us. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. DarkHollerArts.com Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. Go to StoneBreath.BandCamp.com for more. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash StrangeFamiliars. And we're on Instagram, at StrangeFamiliars. So we're at Conbank now. We've dropped Ken back off, and Chad and I are heading here, because this is the, uh, this is where I recorded, right here pretty much, this is where I recorded the, what I call the pond bank groan. I've been back here once since then, since recording that, and I recorded a bunch around, I walked around the pond, I walked up that, that side and didn't get anything that day. My son was with me that day. Usually he's a pretty good magnet for this stuff, but uh, <laughs> the pond's in there. And, uh, you know, the story goes, we want to stir something up, maybe. The story, the story goes, you, you come up to this pond here, and you say, white lady, white lady, I've got your baby. And she appears on the other side of the pond, supposedly. I've actually never heard that story. 
Yeah, supposedly a, a woman uh, uh, drowned her baby, I believe, and then herself here. And her ghost comes out, and if you say, Wait, lady, wait, lady, I've got your baby. She comes out on the other side of the pond, and you can see her. And here I've said it twice, but... Uh, and my interest, though, however, is with... Uh, Bigfoot encounters and, and women in white, which seem to go together. And it's amazing that there's this story of... That was a frog. <laughs> That's a car. Okay. Yeah, there was, did you hear the frog? I did hear the frog, the plop. <laughs> I sure heard a frog call. Do you want to walk up here? Or? I've never been up this way, so... Let's go up this way. Right. Let me... Let me lock up. Now, is this an old ore hole? Is this possibly an old ore hole that fills with water? I don't know. I mean, it's it's old enough where the town's named after this pond, is what I was told. Okay. Because there are a lot... I, I mean, I can't see the pond... In the dark, I don't know how deep it is, but there's a lot of ore holes like where I'm from. You know, a lot of once again, you know, here we are in another area that's iron furnace territory. That right, usually at the base of mountains, you get these giant ore holes where they strip mined out the ore. Does that just end there? No, I think it keeps going. Say which side she on? I imagine most people don't go back this far, Chad. <laughs> I just saw a light over there. Cross straight across over here in this direction. Huh. And it wasn't the car that's going by because that's going the other direction. Yeah, no, there's not. Oh, I see it. Right in there. Yeah. Like, kind of center of my. Where my the right. circle of the that's, light is. That's the cart going up. Now this was over to the left, kind of right here. Hmm. It was a very bright white light, very quick. Much brighter than that. Okay. Know what they're blowing their horn for? So it goes, white lady, white lady, I got your baby. Yeah, I have your baby, supposedly, and she supposedly comes out. We've been seeing a lot of lights tonight. Yeah. This was like a quick... There it was again. No, no, that's, that's not in the same spot. Let's keep walking. Now we go all the way around. Frog. Yeah, it was a frog. <laughs>
Look at that mist coming off. Yes. Down the mountain. It's that direction. Yeah. Up that way. Yep. Hear that? Yeah, I just heard that. But just a split. But just a split. But just a split. right over there. The interesting thing, now that, that day was windy and I was cold when I was interviewing Jeff here. I'm listening. And I didn't put my coat on. When I got out of the, the car, I thought it was it was a it was in March, and I thought it was warm enough for me just to you know go out in a shirt. And the wind was blowing. And I was I was cold, so I don't know if I missed it because the wind was blowing, or because I was cold, or why. You goddamn! <laughs> I just think. Sorry. Um, but I did not hear that groan while we were here. I only heard it when I played the tape back. I'm listening to the tape. I'm like, "What is that sound?" And there's only, you know, we talk about that stuff sounding off while we're talking. There's only about three seconds of it that I could catch. Just real quick. While we're not talking, it's behind us the entire time we're talking. The entire time. So it was, if it was March, it wasn't a frog, obviously. No, it was way too cold for frogs. Yeah. And, uh... Well, but cool. I, I didn't, didn't hear it at the time. Did not hear it at the time. I had over here once. This is the side where I saw that light. Fun. Huh? <laughs> I just said fun. <laughs> you say fun? Fun. <laughs> There's a light over there. Let's go see what it is. <laughs> the things we do for you listeners. Yes. <laughs> and I got wrangled into this. <laughs> I'm just insanely curious. That's all. <laughs> okay, that's the light I was seeing. It's just yeah, that's not what I yeah. saw. What yeah, I no. saw was bright white. Now I'm, I'm just... 
Do you hear that? I believe that was an owl. Would be my guess. Yeah, what I saw was like this. I mean, it went like this. It's like it came on, went like this, and went off. Almost like a flashlight. This mist is not helping. And not at all. <laughs> <laughs> The flashlight's just, the mist is coming off the pond, the flashlight's just hitting it. It's just like a wall of mist. It's all you can see when you look towards the pond. Yeah, then we're what, right on the outskirts of the town. It's not like we're out in the middle of nowhere here. No, but this up here, this goes right up the mountain. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it goes right up the mountain. So what I saw... Interesting. That's an owl. Yeah. But what I saw was right here, and it was just, it was like this, Tim. If you were standing on the other side, it went like this, and it went like that. Wow. And yeah. it was bright white. Well, lights accompany this stuff. That's all I can say. I don't know why. Don't know why. Because the lights from the town are too yellow. This was very okay. Yeah, and, th and that's definitely. I was seeing the ones from the town. Definitely. Yeah, these were white, and because yours were off to the left. What you were seeing was off to the what, when we were standing on that side was off to the right. What I saw was up here, more up that way. Mm-hmm. It's freaking weird. All I know, I just start seeing red lights. Then we know it's going to get a little weird. <laughs> We're going to drive up the white rocks while we're here? Might as well. Yeah, I might as well. Did you guys have something happen up there? Where he did? Jeff? He did. Jeff okay. did, for sure. I did not. I've been there. It's just a frog. Yeah. <laughs> Got the jumps. Yes. Uh, I for, for, for the listeners, I nearly jumped into Chad's arms there. Yeah. <laughs> the frog. Well, I was fine until whatever happened down there on... Um, down near here, here, here Spring. That's... That was intense. Yeah, that was definitely... There was something crunching through the woods towards us at high speed. And they just stopped. It was so weird. During that recording, you can hear me talk about the Pond Bank groan, which I recorded the first time I was ever at Pond Bank when I interviewed Jeff there for the Michaud Roar episode. I'm going to go ahead and play the Pond Bank groan three times now.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.